0: Hey guys, Jenna Garcia here, host of your Locked on Rockies podcast on your Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, Earlier this week, I did a crossover pod that you could listen to Monday and Tuesdays. um, But with the Padres, Locked on Padres host, Javi Reyes, where we kind of talked about what could have been, what should have been, what we wished had been uh, this season. Of course, you know, we more talked about it as if the season wasn't going to happen just because I guess we're a little skeptical of it happening. Today, we're going to talk a, lo- a little bit about this new plan that the MLB has proposed uh, in Arizona, and then we're also going to talk about the best season a pitcher has had in Rockies history. We're going to be looking at best seasons um, with different themes, right? Best season at per position, uh, per player maybe, per outfield, per batting, best season overall in Rockies history kind of over the course of the next couple weeks. But I wanted to let you guys know about a really cool opportunity first. If you like to play video games, which I feel like most of the people who listen to this podcast play video games. I just don't. I'm like the only person in the world, apparently, who doesn't play video games. Even like other girlfriends I have play video games. I'm just, I never got into it, I guess. But um, if you do play video games, check out power.gg.com. And it's power without the E, P-O-W-R dot G-G dot com. If you want to play video games with your favorite athletes, literally players from the MLB, NBA, get on there and you can kind of go on, decide what game you're going to play and see who else is playing that game. And it'll connect you with athletes across the United States and even into other countries so that you can play games with them. Um, If I played video games, that would be really cool. So uh, I talked about it with Carlos Asuaje on my Instagram live. So make sure you follow and subscribe at Vida Viva Diva. I'm going to be doing a live with Carlos Estevez from the Colorado Rockies. Probably within the next week or so. We're just trying to figure out what day works. And I'm hoping to get more um, people on the list. I have been in touch with other people just having, you know, set a date for for other people to come on the show or come on live and and talk a little bit. But each live that I've done has been really, really cool. Like the first one with Willie Estrada from the Phillies catcher for the Phillies. He talked so much about like what it takes to be a catcher and the mind games you play as a catcher, calling different pitches. It was really interesting. And for whatever reason, I can't say, couldn't save that live probably because it was too long, um, And I was really bummed out about it because there was so much good info in there. So definitely check out at Viva Viva Diva because I can't save them all, right? So I can't go back and like cut clips afterwards like I normally would with a shorter interview after a game. Um, I usually cut and highlight the most important things that those players had said during that time. Unfortunately, with longer lives, you can't do that. So Definitely have to tune in, like turn your notifications on so you can be a part of that because they've been really, really good. And then, of course, Carlos Asuaje talked a lot about how much he admired Carlos Gonzalez as a player, and he was probably his favorite player growing up and how he um, has tried to copy the style, his style of game and his swagger. Obviously, Cargo has tons of swag. If you're a Rockies fan, even for like a couple years, you know Cargo has swag so they've been really, really fun and, and definitely getting to talk with, uh, Carlos Estevez is going to be really interesting just because he's in the Dominican Republic. The other two players have still been in the U S so far. So that kind of changes how you're dealing with all this stuff. Um, I'm not sure, you know, how many of you guys have traveled outside the U S but most countries don't have it as good as we do. (laughs) And, um, And then, you know, you see how our country's handling this and you think, okay, we're, we're, the U.S. is pretty well equipped to handle COVID, you would think, even though we're probably not handling it, like 100% as good as we could have, I would say, um, or as fast as we could have, but we have the resources and the money and the power as the United States to go do that, whereas other countries really don't, so Keep in mind, some of your favorite athletes are in places like Venezuela, in places like the Dominican Republic, some of the most impoverished countries in the world, um, countries like Venezuela that are run by a government that's corrupt right now, and unfortunately. And so just keep that in mind when you're thinking about your play- players going back home to their home countries. It's not necessarily the safest or the best thing for them, but they're probably with their families, which is what they value the most, which is why I just don't think this plan the MLB has proposed really is going to work. Basically, they're saying they'll create a bubble stadium, you know, like a stadium in Arizona or a set of stadiums that are uh, housing players. Uh, Players can stay at local hotels and they just travel from the hotel in what I'm guessing is like a team bus that they would only use for this to the stadiums. They'd have to sit in the stands six feet away from each other. Uh, There'd be no umpire. So there would be an electronic strike zone. There'd be umpires like on the field, but not right there behind the plate because that's too close. And then of course, um, you would have your catcher and your pitcher would not have mound visits. They would be uh, using a microphone, you know, and a in a chip in their ear, so that they could talk to one another, which I think is going to be kind of weird. You know, if the catcher can be that close to the batter, then why can't the ump be that close to the catcher? Um, I also don't really understand what you're going to do if what happens when Mike Trout's baby is born. His his wife is due to have a child during this season, uh, within the next few months. You know, I think she's like six seven months pregnant. Does Mike Trout miss the birth of his first child. I actually don't know if it's his first child or not. I don't follow him like that. And I don't feel like he posts information like that. But um, still, you know, you have Nolan Arenado who got married last offseason. I would guess that him and his wife are likely trying to have a baby soon. I don't think Nolan would want to miss the birth of his child. You also have players like Herman Marquez, who brought his child and his wife with him to spring training for the first time, was able to get them visas. And now um, this would this plan would basically set them, send them back to to Venezuela, and he would be alone in Arizona. I don't know that many players that are going to be happy about being alone and in quarantine, kind of in their hotel room to the stadium. But according to Jeff Passon and a few other places, and even in my interview with Willie Estrada, he said he, no matter what, he would rather be playing games right now than be at home. He'd play games in, with no fans in the stands. He's a single guy with no family aside from his parents and stuff like that, no kids or wife. But um, I think a lot of guys want to play. I think a lot of guys want to play because they want to get paid. So... I think it's going to come down to really like a 50-50 vote, and it's really going to be more about what the players want than anything, um, whether they can agree to do it or not, because a lot of players aren't going to get paid if the season – I mean, not even, no one's going to get paid. TV deals aren't going to, get, uh, going to go through, and that's why they're really trying to figure out a way to make these games happen. They also said they were going to cut them down to seven innings. These changes, the no-mound visits, uh, electronic strike zone, seven innings – those are changes I think that apparently it takes a pandemic to make baseball change because it is the oldest sport and it doesn't want to change at all. You know, we baseball is known to be a stubborn, stubborn sport kind of. And um, I really think like these changes are good changes just for the game in general. You're going to speed up the game. You're going to make it a bit faster. Uh, you're going to make it a bit more accurate using technology, which is crazy with how much Sabre Metrics is involved in baseball. The fact that they don't use technology more to be more precise uh, as far as strike zone goes is kind of crazy that they haven't gone that far yet because every other sport uses technology to help the sport be better. I know these changes would be, are a lot of people are against those kind of changes, but I think if they saw it happen, um, if the pandemic forces it to happen and this is how they play games, I think people would enjoy it after they saw it, how it made the game function and flow a bit faster. I think they would enjoy that a bit. After the break, we're going to talk about the best season a pitcher has had at Coors Field in Rocky's history If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery to. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code On. That's code On for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it. Postmate it. as always thanks for sticking with me after the break like I was saying in the first segment I really do think that the way the plan they have or they're thinking of using it seems feasible to me aside from the fact that if someone tests positive then the player goes on the IL and you're out. That player's out for 14 days. And I suppose if Mike Trout wants to leave the stadium and go witness the birth of his child, he would then have to quarantine for 14 days after that as well to be back. Although I don't even know if he could be in the room right now. I don't know how births are happening. You know, I did read a story the other day about somebody who um, their father passed away from COVID and they were unable to be with their father because of they're not allowed to travel, and they don't live in the same city. And their mom had also tested positive, so their mom wasn't allowed to be in the same room as her their her husband when she when he passed away. So I don't I don't know if Mike Trout can even be in the room when his baby's born, anyways. Kind of crazy. Unless of course they did a home birth, then they could probably do it. That would work. So maybe he could leave be there for the birth of his child, and then come back. Uh, he'd have to do quarantine for self-quarantine for 14 days, and then he could probably play again, which is probably the same as regular uh, leave, uh, personal leave that a team would give a player when their child is born. I do think it makes it more complicated, the whole, like, if your child is international, If your kid, you know, Herman Marquez flew all the way back to Venezuela when his child was born, which it was like a two day turnaround. It's kind of crazy. He was only there for like eight hours. Really crazy. Best pitching year, the best year or best season a pitcher has had in Rocky's history. Now, if you're younger, you probably know the name Kyle Freeland more than the other name I'm about to mention. Kyle Freeland's 2018 year comes really close to being one of the greatest years in Rockies pitching history, right? His 2018 year, he was he was pretty great. He had a really good season. Um, I was lucky enough to get to be in the booth for the first time that season. So, I mean, you just felt electricity when Kyle was pitching. However, my first game ever at Coors Field was in 2010. And guess who was on the mound? Ubaldo Jimenez, who was actually a non-roster invitee to the spring training this year. <laughs> Obviously, he over time his effectiveness has gone down and he has had has been out of baseball for a little while. But 2010 was his year. 2010 was the greatest year a Rockies pitcher has ever had in my opinion. Waldo Jimenez had a 70% win-loss rate. He his ERA was at a 2.88. Um he pitched 221 innings that year. That's a lot of innings to pitch, which meant that each time he had a game that he started, He was going deep into those games. Um, His whip was a 1.155. His ERA plus was a 161. And he was allowing, gosh, I mean, it's crazy. In nine innings, he was allowing 3.7 walks. That was his average. Home run, here's where you know it was effective because it's so easy to give up a home run in Coors Field. If you leave the ball a little bit too high, anybody can pop fly it out, which actually I was in my live video when I was talking with, uh, I think it was with Willie. Willie said that Javi Baez particularly loves playing in course field because he looks for a pop fly because he can make it soar. Ubaldo Jimenez in 2010 was only giving up 0.4 home runs, 0.4 home runs in nine innings. That was his average. He was an all-star that year. He came in third in Cy Young voting and 23rd in MVP voting over in the NL for the National League overall. That was a phenomenal year for pitching in Colorado for Ubaldo Jimenez in Colorado. And you know how well the Rockies did that year? They finished third in the NL West, which is just to to my point, proving more and more that one player being and having a phenomenal year cannot get you to the playoffs. You have to string together more, more than that. And it can't just be defense and it can't just be offense. Ubaldo Jimenez in 2009, they had gone and lost in the, um, the LDS divisional series. They ended up losing three to one in that series. And in 2010, obviously, big expectations, right? To go back to where they came from. Back, do as well. And that's only a few years out from when 2007, when they had gone to the World Series and lost to the Red Sox, that swept by the Red Sox. So, 2007, three years later, Ubaldo Jimenez has a phenomenal year, just one year out of the LDS. And unfortunately, the Rockies aren't able to string together the bats that they need to be successful they end up finishing third out of fifth. What a waste. And I think that was Waldo Jimenez last year with the Rockies, in fact. I think he ended up uh, leaving the Rockies after that. Um, yeah, in 2011. Toronto came, uh, I guess he played a few games in Colorado in 2011 also. And then Cleveland a few till th- 2013, Baltimore. Till 2017, out of the league 2018, 2019, came back as a non roster invitee this year. 2010 also happened to be the year Bud Black won manager of the year for the San Diego Padres, so go figure. Ubaldo Jimenez has a great year that year, but it's not enough to give them, to give the Rockies uh, a push into the playoffs. And that's the same thing you saw in. Um, in this past season, 2019, right? You have Herman Marcus has a great year. Trevor Story, great year. Great year. And yet not enough to get them to the playoffs. This team needs more and you gotta piece together more than just a great pitcher. It's gotta be more than that. Troy Tulawiski was still on the Rockies in 2010. Just not his year. That's 2010 lo Jimenez best pitching season or best season a pitcher has had at Coors Field. I'll catch you guys tomorrow with another episode of the Locked On Rockies podcast on your Locked On Podcast Network. Don't forget to follow at Vida Viva Diva so you can watch all the live videos. It's a little bit more casual kind of interview form that we were doing. Definitely go follow. Thanks, guys.